All your favorite CBC podcasts are now available on YouTube. The best in award-winning true crime investigations, hilarious comedies, vibrant pop culture conversations, and even more audio series are all available on CBC Podcast's YouTube channel. You'll also find exclusive video first episodes, YouTube shorts, and behind-the-scenes content from our hosts and producers that you can't find anywhere else. So if YouTube is your go-to source for podcasts, just search CBC Podcasts and hit subscribe, and you'll never miss the latest update. This is a CBC Podcast. So Anil Kapoor has starred in over 100 movies, been one of the biggest stars in Indian cinema for 40 years now. But he says this new movie he's in, he's never been in anything like it before. And listen, that's not just a line to get you to buy a ticket. When you hear the plot, you'll know where he's coming from. Anil Kapoor will be here to talk about that new film. That's coming up. I'm Tom Power. You are listening to Q. So yeah, the plot of the Anil Kapoor movie I was just talking about, it's worth hearing. It's about a 30-something single woman named Kanika Kapoor. She gets made fun of a little in school. She grows up to be a food blogger. And like a lot of us, you know, she's she's looking for love. Through all of her dating life, Kanika has never had an orgasm. And then one night, she has one. But the only problem is she can't quite remember who is in the bed there next to her. But she's she's going to find out. That's the premise for the new film, Thank You for Coming. It's being called one of the most groundbreaking and important films to come out of India this year. I also think it might just be one of the most popular. I was just looking at the trailer a few minutes ago, and it had like 14 million views. So Anil Kapoor is one of the producers of the film. He also has a cameo as this Silver Fox Professor. Anil is one of the biggest stars in Indian film history. He's won countless awards for his work over the years. And if you're not as familiar with Indian cinema, you you might know uh, him from being the game show host in the movie Slumdog Millionaire. We talk about that. You might know him from like 24 or Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Thank You for Coming is the name of the film. It hits cinemas tomorrow, but its world premiere was at this year's Toronto International Film Festival. Anil Kapoor dropped by our Q studio right off a flight from Dubai to talk a little bit about his career. Here's our conversation. You are just a few hours away from the, from the world premiere. How are you feeling? Well, I'm very excited. I'm, you know, it's one of my wishes, my, one of the you know, bucket lists to come to Toronto for a you know, Toronto Film Festival, TIFF as I call it. Just wanted to be there. I was supposed to be here in 2008, 2009, 2008, Slumdog Millionaire, but my visa didn't come in time, and so I couldn't be here. And here I am after so many years, you know, and it happened. And it happened with the film I have produced, and I've got a small cameo in the film, and it's produced by my daughter and myself and directed by my son-in-law. What it's does, all in the family. What does that mean for you to have this be a, a family affair with your daughter and son? Well, it's tough. Life? It's tough to have the family, you know, making a film with the family. It is not th- that easy. Why is that now? Yeah, because, you know, sometimes, um, well, I am a little brutal, you know, uh, when, I, when I'm, you know, at least when I'm working. So I, for me, when I make choices in the film, and if I see something, if I don't like it or, you know, or whatever it is, or if, if I have to, you know, if there is, if they want something very honest feedback from me, where where my work is concerned, and for me, making films, acting films, my work, and this is what I love. So I cannot be dishonest with it. So, and then of course you have to be so brutally honest with your family. And it doesn't matter if she's my daughter or my son-in-law. If I don't like something, I'll have to say it honestly, and that's what I do. So it's painful. 
It's hard sometimes when it's you have very hard. negative when you have to give hard feedback to members of your absolutely, family. Absolutely, absolutely. But they're used to it because they know that the first time I see the first cut, obviously I, I just freak out. Or sometimes I see the first cut and I just leave the editing edit. I say, "What is this?" You know that kind of stuff. And when I see the second, no, it's not that bad. Then I, you know, and then of course, and of course I saw the film, and you know, and most of the films my daughters produced till now have been really. inspiring motivating something out of the box something which you know she's you know you know when you talk about films which are uh, you know uh, headed by a leading lady in india have been always been very uh, you know not entertaining films not funny films not comedies but often dramas tragedies yeah, tragedies yeah. yeah but you know real believes that uh, that why can't we make entertaining and comedies and fun films with girls my understanding is this film is quite groundbreaking in the description for it at at at, at the Toronto Film Festival it says um this is this uh, discusses subject matter unlike any we've seen in an indian film at the toronto uh, festival before what's your perspective on that does this film seem groundbreaking to you you see i to be honest with you i've been i've never realized what is gone baby breaking as such because you you just listen to it and i go with my gut with my instinct and i and i think somewhere my daughter is not my daughter or not my son she's my child and there's a lot she also takes these kind of decisions which are which she doesn't realize is going to be ground breaking she just likes the story and she likes the you know the way it feels when she hears it and she wants to work on it and she believes in it and she feels there's going to be something i'm very passionately motivated and we go ahead and do it and if it becomes ground breaking it's not up to us it's the people who decide is it ground breaking or not you don't cannot want to do something which is just for the sake of that is ground breaking or it's different you don't know yeah you don't just don't know when you make it when you you know when you make a painting or you art when you act or you don't know where it's going to go yeah you know and 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 the right people have to come together the right team the right director the right cast right and then it becomes what it has to become otherwise if, yeah instinctively you feel is this something like something new something which i've never heard something which i've never been done very scary it is you know it's it's not not the usual stuff you feel and that's the fun of it it's 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 um very positive in its way it talks about sex it's very positive in the way it talks about desire the way it talks about about relationships i mean that i think that was part of the thing that was seen as groundbreaking yes yeah in a way yeah, it is it is it's 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 yeah for us it's you know like this film is very honest mm-hmm. in the casting in the writers they all are very very relatively new mm-hmm. and um, except for, except for you you're a big star Yeah, that's the reason they hardly gave me a role in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Now he's the big star. Let's give him the worst role in the film. <laughs> Here's the big star. Let's give him six lines. <laughs> And I'm begging for more lines. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> well, it sounds like you're very proud of your daughter for for making this film. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to the film a little bit later, but it's so rare to get an opportunity to talk to you, especially in person. I mean, as you mentioned, this is your first time at the Toronto International Film Festival. I'd like to go back to the beginning of your film career and just ask broadly, what was it that that drew you to acting when you were young? I don't know. You know, I was very fortunate from the time I came into my sense that I just wanted to be an actor. 
you know, I met a lot of actors and a lot of people in other, you know, um, who were engineers or scientists or businessmen or entrepreneurs or, you know, doctors or you know, they always felt they, you know, they wanted to do something else and they became what they were. But I was very clear from the time I came into a sense. I was, matter of fact, almost 10 or 11 years old when I, without, you know, letting anybody know I auditioned for a film and I got, and I got the film. As a child actor. You ran away to audition for that film. Absolutely. Tell yeah. me that story. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, you know, I, my, 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 you know, there are these background actors. This friend of mine, his father was the one who, you know, we have these uh, 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 agents who get all these background actors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the filmmakers and the directors, you know, they, I said, okay, they, they have the responsibility. Not only the background actors, but small cameos, small roles. Mm-hmm. And all. So this friend... His father was, and then he asked me one day very casually, would you like to act? I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to act. That's what I want to do. So this is one film which is happening, and uh, you have to go to the studio for the audition. And I said, if I tell my parents, they said, you, you better study. This is time you're just in school, and, and you want to, you know, become I said, without informing them, I went, and I did it, and I passed. And after I, and then I said, if I tell them I've been accepted and I'm not being, you know, I'm being part of the film, then I, I said, let me do one or two days of shooting, one, one or two days of shooting, then I'll tell them so that they can't throw me out. And my father being a film producer also, he will not want me, you know, to get out of the film and, you know, they have losses. Mm-hmm. Unprofessional. He would never want anybody to be unprofessional. So I shot for the film. And after I shot for the film, I told them, I said, I'm doing this film. So that's the story. How did they take it when they told them? Well, they had no choice. <laughs> but were they happy? Were they... Well, they were, yeah, yeah, I think they were, you know, how parents are, they, you know, they, I think they, when they see the child happy, they're happy, you know, that kind of stuff. Not happy that I become an actor, but they're happy that they just, I'm, that's, that I'm happy doing that. And then, of course, I followed what I wanted to do, and uh, I finished my school, then I went to college, uh, university, and before I could finish my university, I, you know, before I could get a degree, I just decided, I said, no, why should I get a degree or why should I finish my studies? Let me get into acting. And I started acting very young and I've been in this business since 43 years now. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. There's, there's, there's the craft, right? There's acting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your work. As you said, I've been busy for 40 years and I've been doing that work my entire life. Mm. That's a thing you can control. You can control my, when I show up to work, I know my lines, I know how to, I know how to give, uh, I, I know how to, I know how to do what I want what I do. And you strike me as that kind of person. Because I, I love it. Yep. Because I'm passionate about it. There's the other thing, which mm. is the, the fame part of uh, the equation which we don't ask for, which comes along with that other part. How did you find when the, because you're very famous. How did you find when the fame started to enter your life? But I, I felt that 
this will give you more job opportunities yeah you know for me it was just you know just getting more job opportunities so i you know i i i was uh, you know i took it not in a in a way that that fame for me actually this fame yeah i might get more films i'll get more opportunities to work with better filmmakers directors better stories will come to me that's the way i tackle i really not got excited about that but i was more excited that i'm going to get more work it didn't impact your life it didn't interfere with your life no no it's the same i just get up in the morning and i just look forward to being on the set i look forward to prepping for my role i look forward to telling stories i look forward to making my director happy i make i look forward to i just do anything for for if someone asks me mm-hmm. he, he that okay i'll pay you so much mm-hmm. and i want you to do this mm-hmm. or this will or if i do this it'll help my film mm-hmm. become you know more people going to watch it mm-hmm. they'll ask me little you know 10% i would rather give them 100% mm. you know and that's the way i've tackled my life my career and my personal and professional life like for example you know when i was i was friendly to this beautiful girl i started dating her and then i fell in love with her and uh, i had to make a choice you know i said you know i said being in this business show business everybody said no you know i think you should delay your getting having the serious relationship and getting married it affect your career yeah i said it doesn't matter for me if it's going to happen it's going to happen because i believe in my hard work not these other things which will make me more popular yeah yeah I, you, know, you have trust in yourself i trust in myself and i i just i said i'm going to get married to her and i'm with her we're together since 50 years now congratulations yeah can i ask you about slumdog millionaire yeah It's um that last time you were supposed to be in Toronto you mentioned it was for Slumdog Millionaire you yeah. didn't get the visa in time you weren't able to come yeah. over. That's when a lot of people um that's when I was first introduced to your work was through Slumdog Millionaire. Right. You were giving chai for the phone wallas and now you're richer than they will ever be. Walla player. Ladies and gentlemen, Walla player. Tell me a little bit about how that role came to you. See, I think uh Danny was in India and I think he must have spoken to uh, uh Lovelyn who was a, you know uh she's a co-director and she was the casting director too I I I assume or presume that he must have spoken to her that I need this is the kind of a role it is and and of course you know it's always the kind of work you've done in the past your body of work and being a professional and being someone and he must have seen some of my work and I he felt that I was the right choice and uh, the the another producer called the brace was the executive producer who was trying to get in touch with me so they sent me the script and they said you know Danny Boyle is directing the film and to be honest with you i was aware of him but i'd forgotten about him yeah i didn't know who he was yeah to be honest with you then i my son uh was a huge fan, fan of train spotting and i was in uk for some some show or something like that and he asked me to get the post of a train spotting choose life choose a job choose a career choose a family choose a big television choose washing machines cars compact displays and electrical tin openers and those posters there on his on his in a room on his wall and he, and he was a huge fan of Danny Boyle he was a young kid you know and uh, 
And they were like, I said, Dad, that's Danny Boyle, his director of train spotting. And I realized, I said, yeah, after Titanic, the next film DiCaprio did was The Peach. And he did it with Danny Boyle. There must be something special about the director. And uh, <laughs> I said, done. I'm going to do this, do this film. I said, read the script. I said, no, I'm doing this film. And you read it. <laughs> then I read the script. He read the script. I read the script. I loved it. I read, you know, I loved the role. And obviously, I was reading the whole script, but I was looking at my lines. I said, do I have enough, you know, me too, you know, uh, you know. And I met him. And uh, and he says, and we started discussing, and he says, I want, I want you for the film. I said, done. I'm doing the film. I met the producer. I said, producer said, uh, well, you know, I, we know how much you, you know, you know, that's the kind of remuneration you uh, take for your Indian films, but we can't afford to give you that kind of money because it's a small yep. independent film that you're making. I said, well, ask for the money. Huh? I want mm -hmm. to work with Danny Boyle. Mm -hmm. I want to do this film. I want to learn something doing this film. It's an international film. I've never done an, an English film mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. I've always spoken my mother tongue, which is Hindi. Mm -hmm. I've done Indian film. I've never done a really international film. So for me, it'll be something for me to express myself in English will be a you know something which I've never done. So I said yes. And that's the way this, you know, I started working on the film. That, that film ended up becoming a massive success internationally. And one of the things it does is it starts opening up to you, as you mentioned before, to some films in, in Hollywood. All of a sudden, you started making more international television shows, more, more Western television shows and, and you know, American television shows and, and films. What was the biggest difference you saw between the system that you kind of came into in Hollywood versus the system that you came from in India? I, you know... What really surprised me when I came to shoot for 24 over here, mm -hmm. I was in Los Angeles for six months and I started shooting and I, I said, this is the way they shoot television over here. It's like a massive, it's about, you know, it's about three, 400 people. These, you know, it's, it's massive. The scripts are coming in and the, the, the prep and the detailing and then the blue draft, the green draft and the red draft, all these drafts kept on coming and the detailing and everything. And I said, oh, wow. It's terrific, yeah. Mm. I've never seen, I, I, I never imagined the television can be so huge and so big and such budgets, you know, one of the biggest budgets uh, at 24 at that time when it started. It's like a, it's a mother of all thrillers, you know, 24. So I was really taken aback. And then, of course, uh, when I was, I was privileged and honored to be part of Mission Impossible 4, and when I landed in Dubai, I shot in Toronto also for Mission Impossible 4. And I said, this is like a war. Like, you know, I, I said, you, you know, you you have a trial for your for your suit or clothes. And I saw it was like a, like thousands and thousands of clothes and, you know, people and a massive studio film. So that also came as a very big surprise to me, you know, the budgets and the massiveness mm -hmm. of the of the studio film, which was Mission Impossible 4. So that was completely, you, we, don't, we don't have those kind of budgets in India. And the difference, of course, now, I think everything is very, you know, the gap is becoming lesser and lesser in terms of, because of the, like, like earlier, if I had to audition or if I was, had to, you know, you had to be to in LA to meet all the executives and yeah. meet and actors, directors and casting directors. And now, you know, it's just technology and, you know, and people, they get in touch with you directly yeah. and you have a Zoom call or you, you know, or, or that kind of stuff. So the world is shrinking. 
but, know, and uh, but doesn't that go for like film distribution too? Like if you look at like when you first started out, I mean, you were making these films that were in order to see them, you probably had to to be in India or you know or you had to visit certain cinemas in, in Canada, and then you know you do uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which has a big you know a bigger worldwide release. Now, thanks to you mentioned earlier Disney Plus or, or or Netflix or Hulu, as you mentioned earlier, all of a sudden there's a it feels to me like there's more of an opportunity for, for films and filmmakers and TV shows to be seen around the world. Do you know what I mean? For every, for the consumers, it's great. And for content creators and for us actors, technicians, writers, mm-hmm. it's completely, it's brilliant, absolutely fantastic. But that means that the films that you make in India now can be um, seen internationally much more easier and they can become massive international hits, Abs- right? Do, do, you, do you feel that difference now before, as opposed to years yeah, ago? of course, of course. And um, I feel more and more it's going to happen now, more and more. More and more stories will be, and hopefully we make more shows which will resonate all over the world. Not yet, but we will. I think this uh, this film has a great opportunity to do so. Thank you for coming. Has Fingers it, crossed. I mean, but it is. I mean, it, I think it has an opportunity to be a massive crossover success. The last thing I'll ask you before you go, because I know we, you have to Why last thing you ask You me have more. to go somewhere else. I was told you have no, to No, I'll stay. I'll stay here tonight. Yeah, you, we oh, can sorry, get, red carpet. I have to go for the red carpet. You have to go to the red, you know. Otherwise you know what? I'll go to the red carpet for you. You can stay here. How about that? <laughs> that sounds like a good idea to me. Um, You've said that you learn something from everybody you work with. You learn something from everybody you work with. But at this stage, and thank you for coming of your career, you're, you're working with a lot of younger people. You're working not just with your children, but you're working with younger actors. Do you still learn new things when you're working with people who are younger than you in the business? But I think I'm the youngest. I swear, I mean it. I believe in it. Tell me that. Tell me what you mean. Because it's, it's, you know, I think age is in your mind, you know, and... Uh, because I'm still a child. I'm still a. I want to learn. I'm in a. You know, like a. I'm in a. I'm in a kid in a toy shop. You know, and I feel I'm in the Disney world. Um, you know, and I don't feel old. I don't feel like a veteran. I feel like a newcomer. And when I'm on the set, or when I'm reading a scene, or prepping for a film, I'm excited. I'm. It. I don't feel. My mind is still like an eighteen year old. You know, I might be sixty six. But my mind is still like 18 or 20 when I started my career. Yeah, I feel it. I think that's the way that keeps me going. And that's what's going to keep me going for many more years. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, such a joy to meet you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Tom. A great, a great honor to have the great Anil Kapoor uh, into our studio. He has a, we'll say a cameo. <laughs> he has a small role in the new film. The Thank smallest. You. The smallest. <laughs> there are no small roles. Uh, There's small actors. Uh, uh, just small but yes, I'm, 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 yeah, I produced this film. And the producer of this so film. I'm here more as a producer, not as an actor. You're right, but it's, a, it's, it's nice to see you in it as well. That is Desi Wine by Karan, Nikita Gandhi, The Rish, and Arjun. It's from the new Hindi sex-positive comedy, Thank You for Coming. Before that, my conversation with the legendary Anil Kapoor, the internationally renowned actor. Anil has a cameo and is a producer of the film. Thank You for Coming had its world premiere at this year's Toronto International Film Festival, and it's going to be in theaters from tomorrow. All right, that's it for the show today. 
The other episode we put up today, I don't know. Listen, I would, I think if I were you, I'd only listen to one episode of this too. Not because I'm not interested in the two, the two guests. I would, I tell you this, everyone who comes on the show, incredible stories. I would listen to it if I were you, but I get it. I get it. You're like, okay, I listened to, I listened to one already. Can I throw my full support behind listening to the other episode today? Because Carolyn Taylor is on. Carolyn Taylor is maybe the most underrated comedian in Canada. Like, I feel like there's so many comedians who are doing a Carolyn Taylor impression that we love. And I know that they know Carolyn. Anyway, point being is Carolyn has this new show, and I'm not just saying this. It's not even a CBC show, so I'm not even getting paid to say this. I think it's the best TV show outside of, like, Succession that I've seen all year. It's called I Have Nothing. It's about Carolyn. It's really briefly... It's about Carolyn Taylor, who is this comedian, who is not a figure skater, who has never figure skated, and her dream of choreographing a gold medal figure skating performance. And spoiler alert, she, she kind of pulls it off. Go check that out. Carolyn's here to talk about it wherever you got this podcast. We'll see you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.